You have worked years to be successful in your father's business. You felt you were obligated to take over as he worked his whole life to build the business left to him by his father. However, the large business, however, the large businesses in town have seriously cut into profits, and for several years, you and your family have just managed to scrape by. Your father's health has declined, and he has been hospitalized. He has a substantial life insurance policy that expires at midnight. <laughs> if he dies before midnight, you will inherit enough money to pursue a career you have always dreamed of and provide adequately, adequately for your family. Do you pinch the oxygen line, making it possible for your dad to die or smother him with a pillow? Question mark. Tell your dad the problem and let him suggest a solution and go by what he says. Do nothing as you cannot imagine living with yourself if you terminate your dad's life. Get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. I'm kidding. Hey, nah, he's gone. It's over. What? Welcome back to the Born Broke Podcast, episode five. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for the latest podcast updates and podcast clips. You can listen to our latest episode on Spotify. Now let's get to the show. It does. Five consistent episodes. It has like this heat in my chest. It's like you actually... Okay, one. You make one. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's a given. You're going to be able to make one. Then you make two. You're like, okay, this much consistency. Mm -hmm. And then three is like, okay, but five? We made it through five episodes. Five is like, we're in it. Yeah, we're like, actually... No. And it feels really good. And I'm happy to say... Got the best host with me here. And, uh... You're killing me. <laughs> it's been fun, man. It was a really good time. It's been great. Uh, despite the, uh... You know, the hills and the walls, we had to kind of climb up and smash through. Yeah, episode one, we had the audio and video. Yeah. We're not up to par like we wanted to. We put it on anyway. Episode two and three, we had a camera storage issue. <laughs> and then we had a camera... What was it? The, the battery died? Oh, or which one? Or two. Two, the battery died. Three, so. three, the storage. But now we're back. This is, we finally feel back after. You know, being back. Yeah, right? this one feels really good <laughs> because we had the guest episode for four. This is a great time. And yeah. The early July was just phenomenal. Perfect. Yeah. We could not ask for better guests. Too far. Too far is like, well, you gotta, you gotta watch your verbal as well. Your verbal discipline is also important. How are, you, how are you speaking to your child? How are you speaking to them is super important because it's like, they won't tolerate it from anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not a direct relative, it's like, it seems it's such a high level of disrespect to receive that type of language outside of that, you know, like I said, with someone you can't see have not a position of like um, leadership. You 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 respond with aggression and I mean aggression and uh, just this um, spite. Like if somebody else is saying the same things that your parents said yeah. to you. Like if, if it's another adult, you're not talking. No. You're not. You you if you're a kid, you're spazzing. Yeah. You're spazzing. My mom, you know, call mom, dad, whatever. You're gonna you're not gonna talk that. You're saying the parents won't or you won't? Like you as a kid, you're not going to let another adult talk to you so your parents yeah, That's true. 
because it's not. And if you do, you're taking that home and you're telling them immediately. Yeah. And then they're reacting how they react. Yeah, they're going crazy. And then you get to see like, where she gets it from. <laughs> yeah. She. Yeah. But, um. I got nothing. <laughs> Stop from there. <laughs> I got nothing. Wait, that's just my point of view on it. I think it should. This, you shouldn't go beyond a hit in the face, just a little slap, not don't jaw your fucking child. <laughs> like you don't yeah. don't punch me like a grown ass man. It's just stupid. Having experience, you know, similar discipline, you know, it's dumb. It's dumb and it doesn't accomplish anything. I promise you I'm gonna do the same dumb shit tomorrow. You're only satisfying yourself. You're not disciplining the child. It's a difference. I'm gonna try harder to hide it from you rather than change it. You're not educating me about drama. You're just beating the shit out of me and hooping on the here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like not actually explaining in words not, what's wrong. You're not, which is why I'm going to continue to do so. Because I don't understand why it's wrong. Like, if I, if I, if I get suspended for fool for fighting, and I get home and you say, you know what you did wrong, and you just beat my ass, I don't know what I did wrong. Yeah, you just didn't tell You didn't really this. tell me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna go fight again because this yeah. kid, you know what I'm saying? This kid probably is done. I'm not done either. <laughs> so now I have, I have, I have this fuel from your hip, your beating. I'm, I'm now stockpiling that to the, you know, to my, my fire on the inside. And I'm gonna go fight someone else. You're hitting me. I'm gonna hit someone else. It's, that's just generally how it works. Some like kids, the most violent kids in school, are the ones who have the most violent parents. Mm-hmm. The ones who get hit the most hit the most. Yeah. It's literally like I don't know I don't know why people think it's rocket science. It's kind of productive. And then and then when you see like the kids get put into a different environment, away from the home, it's like he's so different now. I wonder what happened. Yeah, it's fucking abusive ass parents kind <laughs> of Yeah. Now he's fucking normal and he's chilling. Wasn't gonna, wasn't getting tall violence. I'm saying like it's like you know what I'm saying. When you stop seeing it, you stop performing it. Like you stop you stop um replicate. You know. So when do we learn right from wrong? I would have to say, for me, learning right from wrong is complicated. Because I had to learn that I didn't need everything I wanted. That's the best way I can say it. Like, I didn't need to do everything. You didn't need to act on all the actions that you thought in your head. Exactly. That took a minute for me. Yeah. So... For me, it took, I probably took it to like my fifth grade, sixth grade years. And then I just, I, I know that. I was like, you know too much. You know, I'm not really saying it to myself, but like, it just kind of this um, acknowledgement of my prior actions and then having like this, this is embarrassment. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it went for me. Yeah, making, <clears throat> making like decisions from right or wrong was like kind of preached in my head. Yeah. As a kid, so it's something that was always in the back of my mind. Every time I were to meet someone new and kind of get to know somebody and understand what they were doing versus what I'm doing, and, yeah. and not to join in on, let's say, some negative things they were doing, or, and uh, you know that was always preached in my head to treat people right and and things like that. But then it's almost at that point when you're used to do doing so many things the, the right way and when you do something wrong and it hurts because you really feel like you failed mm-hmm. yeah like like guilt 
Yeah, I had horrible guilt with so many things. Because I would always try to do the right thing, but then sometimes, sometimes you can't just be perfect, and the right thing doesn't just come to you right away. Yeah. You make mistakes. See what? Yeah. I remember one of the most, one of the things that hit me the hardest, actually, was my junior year of high school. I was in a, some, it was some sort of social studies class, and this teacher I really liked, uh, Mr. Chemo. And Mr. Chemo was, he's a really cool guy. He's basically explained to us many times over the course of the semester that if we ever had trouble finding a job or anything like that, after school, he'd hook us up. He'd try to help us in any way he can because he doesn't want to see people not succeed. So I really respected this guy. And he would go through these long talks like before and after class, just about life and, and things like that. And I remember one day, there's these kids um, in my school that kind of didn't get treated right, um, just kind of based on how they looked. And um, there were certain people I was hanging out with that were messing with, with one of them one day. And, uh, man, <laughs> he, uh, uh, <laughs> he, he, was, uh, he was getting messed with one day and a friend of mine threw a, a water bottle, a full water bottle, like at his junk. And <laughs> it sounds funny, but he, he got hit so hard he fell down on the ground. And then I sat there, man, I, I knew it was way too, that was, it was way too far, especially someone like that. It really hurt me, bugged me, right? But then I laughed to just keep up with the crowd around me, right? And um, man, I laughed and I felt so sick with myself, actually like sick. And Mr. Chell comes up to me after class and he said, came up to me specifically and he said something like, you know, I saw you were laughing. Do you think it's honorable and cool that someone like you is hanging around people like that and laughing at other people who can't defend themselves? Mm -hmm. And then it hit me and he said, someone like you. So I'm thinking about that and I think for you saying was he knows I'm not like that because we'd always have conversations separate from everybody just him and I so he knew that it's not how I, I thought about life and how I was brought up and raised so then I got mad at him in front of him and was kind of replying very arrogantly kind of like you know with my nose up you know like f you kind of thing and he said, now you know you're wrong because of how you're acting. Your immediate response was anger when I when I said that. And man, I, I thought about that for a long time after. And that really stuck with me because that's like where my, my upbringing and my morals really like just took a hit right there because it's like, man, is this the person you want to be moving forward with someone that laughs, some people that can't defend themselves and be around people like that? And then when somebody calls you out on your actions, are you not going to be a man and stand up to him and accept that? And you're going to be arrogant and look back at him and, 
and just respond with your nose up and say like just these arrogant things basically just brushing him off when he was really trying to help you as a man and that just really hit me and I'm so glad that, that happened to me because it really really started you know, putting me in the right direction after that well I experienced I experienced complications when it comes to the blame game it's not so black and white for me because if let's say how do I say this depending on how someone feels about you it'll determine how blame is handled so if you can be completely at fault but because someone may like you or whatever they, they can be more lenient more tolerable with the action that you make so the black, the black is always meant for me um, I tend to be you know socially you, you know people are you see me in environments I'm pretty unresponsive <laughs> pretty white, pretty white face. Yeah. And it's just, for me, it's just like, uh, I don't even have the desire to put my energy out into like the world for it to be kind of corrupted or for someone to tell me their perspective on how I carry myself because I do not, I can never look up to another human being. It's just not something I'm capable of doing or experiencing. I cannot put someone on a pedestal based off their life they live or their achievements. I will look at you and be like, oh, that's cool. Well, that's the statute of limitations when it comes to my ability to be impressed with someone's resume of life. So other human beings' words don't carry weight based off position. It's more like, I, if, I'm, I'm, if I'm willing to share information with you, I won't share anyone else. And I mean, I truly care about you, and your, your your words carry a weight to them that's immeasurable to anything else outside of our, you know, the circle that, that I have. So you, you only choose to spread your energy with people that you, you value their opinion. Well, yeah, pretty much for the most part. Other than that, I'm not. You know, I, I don't. I don't let people. In. It's not my thing. If you ask me a question, and I don't go in depth with the answer. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. If I'm not, if we're not having a back and forth conversation, if I'm not making eye contact with you, I really don't like talking about whatever we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm either gonna walk away or just ignore you. But that's just how I am. It's not. It's not. People would be like, I, I like you're mean, asshole, all these things. I. But it's just. It's more like. I'm. I. I don't know how to go about it. Because there's not a nice way for me to go about it. You don't want to be your own unwanted energy. I don't see a point. I'm not here to entertain you. Don't be mad I'm not entertaining you. Because yeah. that's just you feeling like you have some type of... How do I say this? Like like, you're, like it's, it's something you, you, you deserve. Just for being, just for existing and being around you. Well, the, the honesty in that is beautiful in a way because I think as young men and young women, we need to we need to be more selective, I guess, with friends as we age because, and I had to learn this, when you share that energy and you share time and you share values with people, yeah. um, a lot of the times it gets corrupted, like you said, and a lot of the times when you're not around the people that match up with the same values, and same morals and energy 
and everything like that, then you really start to go into a cycle that's not really how you want to be living. Yeah. And so it's super important to have that circle of friends, loved ones that share similar ways of life because then it's not really benefiting you if you're around people that just live in a certain way that has nothing to do with you. And um, I think it's important as young people because we have a lot of time wasters in this age. And uh, there's a lot of people that are going to take away your time and your energy. There's a lot of jealousy and envy. Yeah. And... Especially... <laughs> huh? Especially... It reminds me of uh, when we were talking about you and know, Sydney and you guys' relationship and kind of how, like, there'd be the, the undertone of jealousy and envy, you know? A lot of the times, yeah. Yeah. This is a great example of your relationship being so... Yeah, a lot of the times, so... Especially with how relationships are going nowadays, um, when people see a couple doing well, I mean, let me take a step back. Everybody wants to be loved and to love something. I don't care who it is. There's no one they can tell me they don't want to be loved and they don't want to love something. Oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's not people explain. There's no one they can tell me that. Well, well, you gotta, okay, so this is, this is to kind of argue, there are people who cannot even experience that. Okay, well, come on. All right, another round of that Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to, you just had to get that one in there. And the All the people that are capable of that, there's no one that can tell me that out of all the people that are capable of loving, they don't want to be loved and love somebody. You like that? We can specify. So, um, we'll stop. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, that's one of our our end goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's quote-unquote happiness or peace, love. Um, what? I Fulfillment. Find, let's see, I find myself fighting. I find myself fighting against the tide of love. Because it's, it's like, I know it's easier to not experience it. Yeah. So, it is a, I guess you need to smell it. <laughs> no, it's true. It's a, oh, I, I adjusted to not being a part of anything. And I enjoy that solitude. I, at some point you tell yourself, this is when I'm at my best. And it, it becomes like this, uh, you create this image of yourself, only being alone in the solitude. And you drown in it. Yeah. It's like a lake. But the thing is, just you submerge yourself and you can get out. So, it's, it's definitely uh, been hard for me in my current, you know, relationship, <laughs> yeah, to kind of get out of that that water that I, that I kind of you know that I feel with all these kind of counter arguments and against love, against it, and you know, what I'm saying what were some of the counter arguments you made up in your head against love? And to explain to everybody listening, he just was not dating anyone for a year. Yeah, just kind of doing his own thing. Pretty much. And it was like, 
pretty much it's, that's exactly what it is for me. <laughs> so, so explain to me some of the current arguments you had against love during your year of solitude. <laughs> solitude, sorry. It's like a monk. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, um, I would always tell myself to you, I'd be like, uh, it's healthier. That was a lie. <laughs> it definitely wasn't healthier. Um, like, there are points where you feel like you're doing so much better without the without having someone there to remind you, kind of help you guide yourself. You know what I'm saying? Keep you on that that course that you um, you really do kind of start to believe what you're saying, what you're seeing. Like, you gotta be alone. You find yourself first, and all that. You don't. My, my argument against people that say that is so in order to improve within a relationship if you're someone that actually wants to be with somebody it's important that everybody knows you don't have to go through your single phase or your whatever phase yeah if it's not out of like uh, obviously like a healing process or anything of that you know what I'm saying don't just jump to a relationship while you're still yeah. dealing with some some trauma that's, no, that's but, terrible but my point is more in the improvement space is a lot of people think you only have to improve when you get out of a relationship so they're, they're sitting there within a relationship that they might be happier maybe not so much yeah. but they're sitting in that relationship looking on the outside saying Oh, but if I was single, I'd be doing this, this, and this, and this, and I would improve in this, and maybe I'd be in shape like I used to be terrible, before. Terrible excuse. It's a terrible excuse because what we're not doing in relationships is setting boundaries. If you first, when you first meet your partner, you first have that tough, difficult conversation that none of us want to have of setting boundaries and saying, this, this, and this, the person who I am, mm-hmm. these are the things I like to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm trying to achieve. And I would love for you to be a part of that in my life. It's so hard for me. <laughs> well, I would love for you to be a part of that in my life. Mm-hmm. And But I'm not going to sacrifice these things. And you're going to have to to respect that. Because I'm never going to change these things. Not if they're productive things. I'm never going to change these things. I would love for you to be a part of it. And if you're not, I'm sorry. Maybe we won't work out so well. And that's exactly the conversation I have with my girlfriend three and a half, four years ago. And that has been the single most important thing that we did, was have that conversation. So for me, that's my own. It's a little different because I have to, I have to change a lot. Because it, it was so much I was, I was doing that was unnecessary. If you really look at like yeah. the gym schedule. Okay. I was going to see a gym one. I understand you, yeah. yeah. Nine times a week. Yeah. Nine, eight times. <laughs> Uh, obviously, I knew, like, at some point, like, and you know, I acknowledged, like, did, you know, after talking to this or whatever, whatever <coughs> that I really have to stop doing that. Yeah. I don't have a choice. Like, if I want to maintain this, I, I need to spend time with her, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> and it didn't cross my mind until it crossed my mind, you know? It's not something you think about in the moment. <clears throat> but when you're alone, and you're, like, you're doing your usual routine, and then you look at your next, like, your tomorrow... It's like, oh, well, I really can't. I don't have time. And I haven't said I don't have time in such a long time. It was kind of crazy. Like, I was doing this podcast. You know, I was doing podcast right now. I've been saying this whole time. Got all day. 
Yeah. I ain't got all day no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I just, yeah. I should not have all day. <laughs> so it's, it's the schedule change, like, of my um, trying to blend and, and you know, and have, having been out of, out of it for so long was, it's, it's, it was a, it's a little, like, a uh, little blow to, like, my world. Yeah. So is that what you're saying was, like, the hardest part of coming out of your, yeah, your year being, like, solo? It was. It was, I didn't acknowledge like I obviously I knew I was in a relationship, but I didn't acknowledge it entirely until like it's so hard for you. It's been so long. Yeah, until like this this like this the second week of where we had going. Yeah, being like so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> think about it. Because we were like you know just doing our thing casually, whatever, whatever. And then like this week's coming up, and I have my I now have my my schedule planned, and I look at it, and I'm like. I literally have to change all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally have to. But the but the beauty the beauty of it is I know I, I know I can communicate it, and we're you know we're we're like <laughs> well, think about the conversation we just had with her today. She said, or she said she doesn't want to do anything to affect oh, yeah, us yeah. filming the podcast. So, perfect example of what I'm saying. You set the boundaries with somebody. It's a peaceful, it's a peaceful and beautiful relationship. Now, if you're someone, because we're a self-improvement podcast, if you're mm-hmm. someone that wants to improve in life, you have a busy schedule most of the time. You have a somewhat filled schedule, at least at the very least. So, if you're constantly at the beck and call of mm-hmm. your partner, you're not going to get much done. Yeah. And if you're constantly just canceling things that you need to do, you're not going to get much done. But if you prioritize that conversation first and you also prioritize time with them mm-hmm. separate from all the things you're trying to do yeah. it's a beautiful and easy thing because you never have to worry about it I'll tell you what first of all let me tell you how amazing she is mm-hmm. I didn't even bring it up <laughs> she, she went She's, on she went on her exactly. way yeah she went on her way and was like Wednesdays Wednesdays Thursdays, you know whatever's my days you know you know and you know and if you can have them you know it's super dope yeah, you can have them for that time span. You know, yeah. but these days, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Is young people need to set boundaries if they want to do the things they want to do. And let me actually. You talk about here. Oh, and me, we're young people. <laughs> oh man, I'm speaking to the young we're people. We're we're, we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You talking like, about us? Like I'm 45. <laughs> okay, as young people. There you go. Well, listen, so let me take it a step further. As young people, now let's say we're talking to someone that's not on the self-improvement. Yeah. They're they're mainly just, um, I want to either go to school, get my job, and chill with my friends mm-hmm. and family and things like that, and or just go to work and come home, whatever. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and let's say this person that we're talking about has certain hobbies. A lot of people, when they get into relationships, those hobbies slowly... Yeah, you, you lose yourself. Down. You and lose like, yourself in that partner. And what's crazy is people, some, you know, when it's your first time experiencing, like, um, a breakup in your adult life, you tend to soul search. And you, you, you tend to say, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for me. When really, you just lost yourself because of that relationship. You don't even yeah. know like, you, like eventually you just start picking up old habits and then you just need to break out that person. So really, you never really had to go on this crazy journey. You, you that's just exactly space. my point. 
exactly my point. So let me take us like take it into that. Yeah. Is what I was saying before is you're looking on the outside of your relationship yeah. to improve. And let's say improvement is not only like in the self-improvement, like making money, a side business or side hustle, anything like that, or a podcast. Let's say your improvement is being happy with the hobbies that you do. Yeah. Now, if you're looking outside of your relationship to find those things that you like, and let's say someone likes to play guitar or do yoga or something like that, and uh, they're, they stop doing that because of a relationship. No, they stop doing that because of a relationship. Um, then a lot of resentment builds up after a long time because they're thinking that the cause of them not doing the things that they like to do was their partner, but in reality it was either their boundaries or them lacking conversations that they needed to have with their partner. Yeah. Yeah, some people also use, some people also like to have excuses. Exactly. Yeah, another thing. So it's like, um, when you have nothing to talk about but yourself, you kind of, you know, you have to create your own, like, you don't like this kind of story that you can put together and you also listen to others a lot more. Out of the, uh, once again, out of, for entertainment. Like, um, female friends, <laughs> no offense to female population, but I cannot, I cannot for life me understand the, what's the tea? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I cannot, I, I can't get behind it. I don't understand what's, why is someone else's life so important to you? Yeah. <clears throat> like why, why put so much time and effort into figuring out their story? You know, it does nothing for you. You just you're just gossiping and spreading information about this person for what? What's the, what's the entertainment? What's the purpose behind this? How does this improve you? I will never understand that, and I'll always look down on that because it makes no sense to me. It's like, um, especially as us being young people. Another thing that we, uh, my girlfriend and I, um, never do is is talk about our own personal relationship with others. You can't do it because, listen, like how dating is today, we already talked about everybody, one of the main things they want out of life is love, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to take this all the way through. The main thing people, one of the main things people want nowadays is love. And because the state of dating today is so messed up with all the Dating apps, hookup culture, and TikTok pushing men on the side of having multiple. Um, yeah, you gotta get five hundred k for you, girl. Yeah, having multiple, <laughs> you know, women and having a certain amount of money before they even can get in a relationship, being a certain age, mm-hmm. and then with women, they're pushing that they don't need a man anymore, and they just need to be with, you know, themselves and whatever. So we have this divide. Mm-hmm. Now with this divide, there's still the need for love that everybody's having. Me personally, it's perfectly appropriate just to get in there. I feel like Hot Girl Summer kind of set it off. It did. I feel like when they start saying Hot Girl Summer, it the whole the whole world just flipped upside down. But people don't realize it's a divide. Yeah. This was never your opinion in the first place. Yeah. It was a complete and utter divide. It was spoon fed. And now men look at women a certain way and women look at men a certain way. It's, like even, it's so... Even, even like you know, like in the past, they used to say men fall in love with the way a woman looks and women fall in love with the way a man thinks. I now don't see that anymore. All, see I, any all I see is a bunch of he looks good, she looks good, whatever, whatever. And, and like, it's not even like, you don't even see the movies in anything like that anymore. 
it's all just handsome. You know what I'm saying? Like just this the um the status quo look of how, you know, the world should kinda of be. Yeah, there's not even mm-hmm. like um the underdog love story yeah. anymore. There's not like the yeah. goofy looking guy and the beautiful woman. Yeah, the nerd and it's the two gorgeous people. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. stunning looking people. He's just it look what maybe maybe she's dating somebody already. Yes. But this was also attractive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just just amazingly handsome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kinda of crazy how <clears throat> there's no more thought put into it anymore. But let me get back into what I was saying. Go ahead, my bad. No, you're good. So we established the we established the divide. Hey, welcome in, dude. Yeah. He's going crazy. Let me see the show. I can tell you what the trash is there. Okay. We've established that there's a divide today especially in the dating space, that men and women now view each other differently. And I was also saying that love is a strong desire for people nowadays. So when there's a strong couple present that presents itself to other young people, um, and this is going back to what I was saying about how you should never talk about your relationship in front of people. So now that we have all those things, we have the divide of men and women in social media, hookup culture, dating apps, music, even how men are talking about women in music and women talking about men in music. So we have all this divide, and then you have the strong desire for love. And then you see a couple that's doing it the traditional way, and it's like... Oh, man, I've heard the, um, I've heard that, like, people are like, this is the 1700s. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you have a couple that's presenting itself to people the traditional way, and because we're all young and we've been spoon-fed all this information, Mm -hmm. and because that strong desire of love is there, if you share information to the wrong person about a relationship, and you have a weak mind to the response they're giving back to you, can completely disrupt a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because, and I've talked to people about this before, you have to sit with, something that you're not happy with that your partner said or did. You have to sit with it and formulate your own opinion first and foremost before anything. Because if you share your opinion or you share what happened with five, ten people, you're going to get a immediate pushback that could be such a strong response that may alter how you were ever going to even think about it if you didn't sit, sit with it and think of it first. Because immediately people's response is dump them or dump her for me. Or, you know, she's a hoe. Or he's not shit. Or, you know what I mean? Immediately, <laughs> immediately people's responses is so larger than yeah. you would have ever even thought about it. That it can completely change the way you think about something. So that, that and only that is the reason why it's it's important to keep a lot of things, most things, to yourself. Especially arguments and things like that. That's not for anybody. That's for you guys. And um, you can still share with people that you know and trust, but um, it's just my opinion. You should keep things to yourself because then um, 
you know, and even if you're sharing good things, even then it could be harmful. Because I was saying of the divide in relationships today because of everything online. Yeah, you're getting like, you know, Envy. Yeah, I, I would never, I want that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, there's so many opinions and things like that that will just alter the way you think. So you, it's best to just not even open up your mind to that. Yeah. At all. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's why you gotta just, you gotta just keep everything in-house. It's definitely, uh, definitely better to do it that way. I'm, I'm so, like, uh, in, just in between me and whoever I'm with, and I want to like this, that I can't even, I struggle with someone, like, my spouse coming to me and saying something like, um, so-and-so did this, or they did that. I was <laughs> immature when I was younger, but I used to, I, I had a, I had a, it's like, I was displeased when they come to me and say things about the other couples. Like, I, I generally, I mean, genuinely just didn't, didn't like when, like, to be like, because it's kind of like, I want to be that one day. Oh, you're saying <clears throat> so and so went to Chicago and yeah. blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah. And it's like subliminally, you're, you're working your way in there to kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's not, I understand the desire, but. It's just because because I'm me. Obviously, I'm not so in that mindset anymore. But when I was younger, I did not like being compared. Yeah, because honestly, that's a whole other. That's yeah. a whole other thing. I mean, so and so gets flowers. He gets flowers. You can say something some flowers. And their and their girlfriends are like. Oh, he gets you flowers. He gets you flowers. Yeah. And then they go home. Yeah. What do you think they say to their man? They bring it up. Energy with cute voice, the arms. But it all started out of envy. Comparison. So now now we give me flowers, right? When you woke up <laughs> when you woke up that morning and you didn't even think anything twice about your man unless you know, just on a normal day, yeah. you loved him and you woke up and whatever and you Everything was great. And then now envy. And then what are we gonna say about now you're getting her flowers. Right. Now you're getting her flowers, right? And now you're not getting the same response. You're not getting the awes and the thank yous. It's more like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It kills it. You're damaging your relationship. Like, okay, if I go out of my way to get it, and you don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't give me the same energy you had when you saw what they had. Because that's not what I'm thinking I'm going to receive. Not the, you know what I'm saying, the, how do I say this? They're more like, you got this just in time type of mindset. Yeah. You know? Like, one of, I hate when something, like, when it's like, um, after I do something for you, and you hit me with the, um, after I say it, like, like yeah. I can't read minds, and I'm sorry that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now you're apologizing, it just goes downhill. Yeah, that's um, the comparison aspect of yeah. relationships are just so. Like you're literally still falling into an argument. It's so toxic because if if you're waking up on a day and you're satisfied, that's really all it takes to have a happy relationship. And I'm not gonna lie, having a relationship is work. It definitely is, but it, it's work. After a while, it definitely is. 
And I don't mean work as in like I'm troubled by doing things. I mean work as in. Come home and clock in. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean work as in like um, you had to actively remember to show appreciation and to the be thing, present. For sure. You have to be present. Keep the dates coming. All those yeah. things. It's definitely important for the female. Not so often for males. Like. I could live the whole the rap for the rest of my life. No. You can pretty satisfied. No, <laughs> give, me, no. give me a light and some food. I'm in there. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this one. What, what type of... What are some things that mean a lot to you then within a relationship that kind of keep you engaged? That keep me engaged? It's... Like you said, you're simple. I think we all are simple. So, but, um, there's certain things I know you have. Then. I will definitely, I would, since I have this perfect example, you know, it was the thought process. Meaning, I, I, I can see how she is going about formulating her thoughts. How in our sentences are flowing out. And, you know, just how she's getting to these points. And that, um, that was attractive to me. Like her, her intelligence? Not, I mean, yes, uh, intelligence, but also how she just, how she's getting to the where she's getting to in her mind. That's what, that's what kind of got me. You're saying like, like how she as a person thinks about things, like mm-hmm. a, in a pleasant way? Not, not so much in a present, probably just, just like, how do I, <laughs> just I under like I can look at her and I understand the thought process she's experiencing, and I know mine is the same. Oh, it's like doing things for each other. You're thinking in a way like benefiting each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just gonna give that to you because it's easier to scroll what you said. <laughs> but but that it's just it's just I know we think the same. Yeah. I know I know we're both super coherent and you know we know what we're doing what we want. Is there any other day-to-day things that keep you engaged? Day-to-day? It's definitely how much we care about each other, for sure. It's like, uh, I was not expecting. You know, I didn't see this coming my way. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, it's definitely how much you care for each other. For, like, you know, the, the little things we pay attention to. Like, uh, did you eat? Did you eat? Whatever, whatever. You know, it's just those little small aspects. Super important. Super important. It's just, it's just reminding me that you value me and you want me healthy. Yeah, one, one of the things that, that um, Cindy does that keeps me super, super... Nigga, 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 Yeah, one of the things that Cindy does that keeps me super engaged and like, very content like when she does this and like, happy mm-hmm. and, um, is when she, she knows that either I'm stressed out or mm-hmm. I got a lot going on, and she tries to do anything to alleviate that pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, I like how I like how Roy doesn't give up. She will help me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, it's like I know I have to get it out. Like I can't just keep it in me because mm-hmm. if I do, the way that my thought process works is I'm, the way that I'm going to adapt to this. It's not going to be positive. Yeah. So she'd be like, you got to tell me. 
You gotta tell me. I wanna know. You gotta tell me. She's trying to get out things yeah, you wanna yeah. say. She doesn't just quit. I mean, obviously, I, and obviously, it's better for her if I don't make anything every time about. Yeah. And I understand that. It's just I'm still coming out of that. Yeah. That that solitude mindset. But yeah, she she she's working with me on that. So because we're both in a relationship, um, <laughs> I why do you think? So are you? What is your thinking about your your thoughts about the hookup culture? So, because I, I mean, because we know how the state of dating mm -hmm. is heading towards. We know what it's heading towards, and I don't necessarily think some things that people are saying mm -hmm. on each side of the gender yeah. is um, of any gender is. Uh, if that's what if that's what I was stepping out into, one year would have been a lifetime because <laughs> I would fucking never. <laughs> what do you mean? I can never, I can never see myself. I can't do one night stands. Yeah. I don't even, you know what I'm saying? It's just, no, I, I can't do it. I don't. I, you're cute, and I, I just can't see me being like, someone be like, oh no, I don't want anything serious, and we can, but we can, you know? Yeah. No, we can't. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> well, so I don't necessarily think if someone's single and they go out there, it's like a bad... I know you're saying from your perspective, but mm -hmm. I just think when you put too much thought into like what's going on today, if someone's whole purpose for going out there and hooking up as many people as possible is because of what's being preached online today, then it's just like super, yeah, yeah. super toxic. Crazy. Yeah. Madness. Um... And, but, I mean, if they're doing it like they're, they got a relationship and they're just trying to, you know, have casual things, then... <laughs> if they're trying to be casual about things, they don't want to jump into something serious because they're not ready, and they tell the person that they're, you know, casually hooking up with, then yeah. I don't see a problem with that. But I think if you're, like, going off on this basis of what people are saying about relationships now mm -hmm. and how... You know, you, you can't get to the bag in a relationship or you can't be wasting your time with with your partner. Yeah. It goes back to what we were saying about finding that improvement within the relationship because at the end of the day, it's very important to find somebody that you can improve with and grow with. Mm -hmm. And uh, two heads are better than one. And if you can solve an issue with somebody and have them with you at all times, and you guys are collectively going towards a common area of goal. Yeah. You don't have to have the same goals at all. But if you guys are collectively heading towards a similar direction, it just gives the relationship so much purpose and meaning. And it's really beneficial yeah. because you don't have to just be alone, you know, solving everything on your own. And it's not so much of a bad thing when people are saying. Like it, I feel like it's almost seen as like a bad thing now to be in a relationship. And especially when you're doing the it's so much more going against you when it comes to like having a relationship in your twenties. It's it's crazy. Like people like it's so many. I mean, sorry, so much of the. She's so young. Yeah. She should go out there and experience life and. Like what is experience life man? I don't. I don't know. I, what, what is there to experience that I can't experience in a relationship with someone? Like, yeah. Uh, maybe they're like in their heads limiting. You know what I'm saying? This thing, but that's the misconception people have about most things in life, is 
people will tell you something. Let's say you tell somebody, and you live in some small town in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You tell somebody, I want to move to L.A. and become an actor. Now, a lot of people's first response is just to say, oh, that's crazy. You know, it's never going to happen. Oh, you can never do that. You know, but people, and you learn this as you get older, is people are going to put limitations and doubts and fears in your head that they had when they thought of similar things they wanted to do. Okay, I wanted to ask you, since we're talking about relationships, I wanted to ask you this. It's a kind of a moral question. Yeah. But it's, it has to do with relationships. So it's called the unfaithful friend. You go out with your husband for dinner. This, this could be your wife. <laughs> you go out with your husband to dinner. All right. You go out with your husband for dinner at a new restaurant you have not frequented before. It is a part of a town you rarely visit. You are shocked to see your friend's spouse having dinner with a young, attractive person. From the way they are behaving, it is obvious they are more than friends. The couple finish their meal and leave without seeing you. They behave very affectionately on the way out the door. Do you tell your friend knowing you'll probably, you probably will not be believed and that it may ruin your friendship or say nothing about seeing the couple as, as, as it is none of your business, they may even have an open relationship? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm the person that's observing and seeing this. It's a tight, this is a tough situation. Yeah. Because, okay, how close am I? Like, do I just know this person? Or is it like my dearest friend? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, let's just say it's your, it's one of your closest friends. No, nah, I can't be that simple because it's just one of my closest friends. Or you're like, mm, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's your best friend. It's, that's tough. Because I could end the friendship as well. It could be like, uh, could, they, they could be so in denial. And you could be just swinging your back, you know what I'm saying? Just telling you, not like that, or whatever the case may be. And they'll just be like, no, you're crazy, she's not like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I on this damn podcast. Hey man, listen, you think like that? Was, that was just, how dare you? Right. I mean, hey, you ain't gonna, you gonna work at 4 30, and now you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're getting ready to. So you really, you wouldn't say, if it was your best friend, you wouldn't tell I your would, best friend that his wife was out there. It would not be an immediate response. It, this is, a, it's not so simple. Yeah, acknowledge what you're doing first. I'm telling her that I saw her first. Mm. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling her I saw her. I saw you. Now, you can figure out your story, all right? Yeah. Uh, a few days from now, I'm gonna find the confidence to tell my friend. And you're telling her this? I'm gonna tell the, I'm telling this process 100 because I can't just go out to the friend and yeah. I don't, don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Bearer of bad news. Yeah, I, I refuse. And if I don't have to, it's not necessary. I don't want to do it. I'm just gonna tell this person. Saw you. Now either you're gonna tell him. Yeah. Now either he knows this happened. Yeah. Or he has absolutely it. no idea. I'm gonna ask her about it. I'm gonna talk to him about it. Like I said, if it's if it's super obvious, like they're kissing, uh, you know, they're doing the 
if she lies to my face, I'm telling him right then and there. <laughs> yeah. If you lie to my face and I have obvious evidence that you're doing this, I'm telling him immediately because now you're not even like, I can't even respect you. Yeah. And, I, and I'm okay with him getting it from me at this point because you're just, you're a dark human being I'm trying to save my friend, bro. But, yeah. um, yeah, I'm serious. No, no, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the spouse first, see what they say. Nine times out of ten, they're not gonna tell them. Mm-hmm. So you might end up doing it anyway. But yeah, I would eventually find the, the courage to tell this person that I hold near and dear to my heart, like, this terrible news. Like, because in his mind, it's like somebody, it's gonna be like somebody died. It's really gonna feel like. like you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be like, is. If they, have, if they have a list of worst experiences in their life, it's up there. This is on the list. <laughs> this is on the list. Top three. And then the list of worst things you have to tell somebody. Man. Top three. This is it's just oh, It's a terrible experience for everybody. And obviously, except for the spouse who still obviously yeah. doesn't give two fucks about what's No, one's just having fun out there. Yeah, having fun in life. I think I would take a similar approach, man, but man. Cause just I just can't see me going straight to the friend right after. Like, come on, we got a gathering. Like, I gotta, I Process. gotta sit with this. <laughs> what if? <laughs> let me change it up. Even though this wasn't the question. Yeah. What if you had plans to be best friend the next day? Oh come on! <laughs> what <laughs> with the next day? Plans <laughs> the next day. <laughs> oh, because now, because now it's You're worse. You're the whole time. It's worse because if I don't say anything on that day, they're gonna know eventually, and they find out that I. Yeah. Oh man! Because <laughs> now it's and now it's worse for you, and now the friend, the friend might be like, "We know each other for all these years. You didn't tell me." Yeah. It's like, hey, yo, listen. You didn't have the nerve to tell me. Like it's it, the. It, you can tell me anything. It's man. such a hard. How could you? It's such a hard. So now they got two. They got two people that are cutting off. None. <laughs> 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 well, the thing didn't say if you can take a picture of them or not. I'm not taking a picture. Bro. You're not taking a picture. There's no way. Then you just show them proof. Come on, come on. Take. It, it. There's no way I'm having a friend that's not gonna take my word at face value. Mm. So it's just it's not. Funny. It's not something. You know what I'm saying? It's not something to do. Yeah, just tell them. It would not be necessary. But, um, yeah, it's definitely um, one of those dark, like, you pray to God. <laughs> you remember <laughs> Please take it good. Like, yeah. yeah, like, man, don't remember my face. Like, that's the worst part about it. I don't want me in your head when you think of that ending. Yeah. It's just not. What if, what if the, the spouse of your friend Looked over and saw you, and then you guys both went your separate ways that night. Look. <laughs> <laughs> look away. Oh, Sam, how's it going? Yeah. That's like, um, <laughs> who's this? Not Dan. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen those memes where someone will be at like a sporting event on a jumbo truck? Oh, yeah, they like. And then they'll like hide, or they'll be like. They'll just do like the, the head shake. Or I've seen one where. This guy sitting behind this girl at a basketball game. And just the meme was like, people were like reading his lips. Like he was saying, what are you doing here with him? Mm-hmm. It was almost like a friend caught her with somebody else. Right. One of the odds is that an, an arena of basketball, or an NBA arena has like 25,000 plus people in it, and you get seated. 
You get seated right next to your your friend's girl. Man. And then you catch her. Can you imagine? <laughs> the jumbo truck handling her. Yeah, the jumbo truck. And then you well, imagine they still don't tell him. And he finds us. Not, not, but at that point, let's say he sees that on TV. He now thinks you're a part of like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he thinks you're a part like, of this. You might be in on it. Yeah. Oh, man. Terrible. That's terrible. He said, my girl cheated on me and you were with him? What is, what is this kind of, what's this kind of situation? Crazy, that's what's crazy, because they're going to be emotional. Yeah. Like super, just down, and just the thought process is going to be non-existent. It's going to be everything in front of me. Yeah, I have another question for you. Tell the friend, man. <laughs> you better tell us something. <laughs> All right, let's see. Go through a problem. This one's so crazy. Nah, going through the phone is crazy. Alright, don't look. I, I would <laughs> definitely don't go through the phone. This question is nuts and it might be it's probably an easy answer, but I just want to say it because this is another question about morals. It's called midnight death. You have worked years to be successful in your father's business. You felt you were obligated to take over as he worked his whole life to build the business left to him by his father. However, the large business, however, the large businesses in town have seriously cut into profits, and for several years, you and your family have just managed to scrape by. Your father's health has declined, and he has been hospitalized. He has a substantial life insurance policy that expires at midnight. <laughs> if he dies before midnight, you will inherit enough money to pursue a career you have always dreamed of and provide adequately, adequately for your family. Do you... <laughs> Pinch the oxygen line, making it possible for your dad to die, or smother him with a pillow? Question mark. Tell your dad the problem and let him suggest a solution and go by what he says. Do nothing, as you cannot imagine living with yourself if you terminate your dad's life. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. I'm getting. Hey, nah, he's gone. It's over. What? How old is he? Like, is he? Is he already? So he's not gonna death door already. He, who am I? He has to take to take this advantage away from my friend, my loved ones. Like, so are you? So hold on, man. So you, <laughs> you're pinching the oxygen line. <laughs> pinching. Hmm. <laughs> I got the whole thing away. Or, or smothering him with a pillow. <laughs> Somebody gotta get, get it done. So, for this life insurance policy, you'd be willing. To take over your dad's business by essentially <laughs> manslaughter. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Terminated. He was already. He was already about to go. I'm not doing anything that wasn't already happening. So it says. I'm kidding. Obviously not. <laughs> but but no, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to my dad. Oh, his life insurance policy expires at midnight. Yeah, but okay, but one of the crazy options in there is go to him and ask him for his advice. What are you gonna do? Kill himself? Like, yo. That is true. What is he gonna say? Like, what is. Don't kill me. <laughs> this son, I still have time left. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh, look. Ah. <laughs> son, I don't think it's gonna work. He's like, son. He wakes up. <laughs> you're like this. <laughs> you're, you're midway. Wait, imagine, like. <laughs> It's after midnight and you, he stopped moving, <laughs> but then he gets back up. Knock him up. 
it's acknowledging that you're letting go. Like this, no, how do I say this? It's like this person can do wrong, despite my, yeah. my love for them. You now have to see see through your bullshit to stand and and, tr- and truly look at this. You know what they've done. It's like a civil war in your head. Yeah, like everything. Because so you 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 can you might blame yourself at first because you, if you love strong that's how you start off self self blame you you someone has a value what they did especially if you care about them so you're either gonna make excuses or blame yourself so it's just not it's not, it's not an easy task to um, to get done and it's never easy especially if you had memories that you cherish with somebody yeah I mean now oh, I, Man, hey, we're going in two seconds. <laughs> Do you want to be made? I think it's a really, it's really tough for me, man, because uh, like you, you put so much energy into people, mm-hmm. and when you have those great memories and things like that, when, when something wrong done by you, man, I'm like someone that likes to give people chances, and you just can't do that anymore. I just can't. I can't give people too many chances anymore. Mm-hmm. And it sucks when you gotta just. You're basically cutting off a piece of your life that was a part of you for a certain period of time. I wouldn't say a piece of my life. It was just. You were there for the journey. Yeah. That's just. That's how I digest that. But it's, it's a beautiful thing too, because sometimes people will come along, they'll teach you something very valuable, and then they're gone. Or they'll. Whether it's a positive or negative thing, they'll they'll teach you something about life. <laughs> I'm about to knock you. Out. I'm about to knock you. Out. They'll teach you something about life that could be positive or negative that you can yeah. take with you moving forward. <clears throat> moving forward, and uh, you don't always have to hold on. It's okay to let go. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely okay to let go, but. Still make sure you're acknowledging what you're committing to. So if you do let go, you do put this person out. For good. Yeah, if this person doesn't have the desire to come back and you change your mind, you can't you, you know can't saying, go back. You can't, you can't just done. go back like that. If that person is also where you were at and hasn't left, there's no coming back. You guys are done. Like, yeah. You have to accept what you did and they have to, you know what I'm saying, on both ends and they have to say what they did on both ends. <laughs> This man burping, coughing. <laughs> it's it's all types of. We drank wine before you before we started the podcast. All types of things. And, and I have this one. You know, next time I'm like eating a drink anything. This man, <clears throat> you got all types of. <laughs> just bodily functions. Just bodily functions <laughs> going on today. <laughs> was, was that in the mic? Huh? Was it like in the mic? It was in my ear bone. It was crazy. No, it was okay. Nothing, because I, I tried to. Is it ever is it ever okay to lie? All the time. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would no, say I would say it's not like how do I say this? I don't lie these days. It's easier to tell a lie when you're a kid, but like as I've gotten older, I realize how foolish and, and simple minded it was to just tell white lies and just there was no point. Like my mom used to, used to say, why lie? 
Why lie? <laughs> First of all, you're about to beat me. <laughs> but no, I'm just, lying, so I don't get my ass beat. Get the kidding part across it, but I didn't understand why she kept repeating that. If, you know, like, such a simple question. Like, it also had a simple answer. Like, why are you lying? Because you're afraid. Yeah. What are you so afraid of? The truth, what the truth will do once it's in, in open. And for me, growing as, as a male, came into my own manhood, I realized how heavy my words are. Like, the, like the, there's a weight when I speak. And um, I just acknowledge that my voice and my actions are all that I ever will be and I ever will have. Yeah. So telling lies is just like... It's a piece of your character. Like, I'm destroying the image of myself. And not only the image of myself, but I'm literally corrupting my own mind because I'm now telling myself it is okay to bullshit my own existence. Yeah. And it's definitely just better to be honest and experiencing the way it's supposed to be experienced without avoiding the truths because you'll just be stuck in this perpetual cycle of eventually, kind of like, um, you will start believing it. Yeah. You get in a place where you. You say so many lies that you think that's... You start questioning your own truth. That's almost like, too, with how people make excuses, how we were talking about earlier. People make excuses about why they're not doing certain things they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then they make up they make up so many of these excuses that after a while they actually start to believe them that they're actually true. Like how yeah. some people make excuses about not getting to the gym or... Or, you know, starting that business they wanted to start or whatever the case is, they actually start to believe those reasons that they made up for actual limitations. Yeah. How how important do you think or how much purpose does it hold that as human beings we try to be good people? How much purpose should we hold in the fact that we're on this planet for a short period of time and we can either be good people, bad, or somewhere in the middle. How much purpose should we put behind the feeling of trying to be good? Good and bad is open to my little complications. Uh, I'm not mad at the guy that breaks into my car and steals my wallet. I'm mad at the guy who doesn't need to. Yeah. There's a difference. I'm not justifying what you're doing, but I'm still somewhat okay with the regime because I know it was necessary for you on some some level to survive. Nine times out of ten, you need this for something. You can't provide for something for someone. And you now put yourself in this negative mental state to try and, you know what I'm saying, come up. As you know, so people would say. So I'm not um, I'm not mad at the um, the thief as much as I'm mad at the um, the privilege that uh, participate in the same acts. The entitlement. But, but but even so, like how much to go even deeper in the question? How much on a day to day basis should we be? You know, walking through life. And feeling like we want to be either good 
or evil. Like how, how much purpose should we put behind being that kind of person? And, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whichever way we we choose. I don't see myself as like a good person. Um, I'm, I'm, I see myself more along the line of the two. And I'm okay with that board. I'm not really trying to exceed any expectations of being, you know, on this super good side or super bad side, whatever the case may be. I'm not robbing or selling anything. I'm not telling pointless lies. I'm just living my life. And if you don't like what I'm doing or how I'm expressing myself or anything of that nature, um, probably gonna say fuck you. I'm just, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not gonna acknowledge you or care what your opinion is. And that could make me a bad person. But for other people, it's it's just like, no, it's cool. It makes sense to me. You're not wasting your time and you're with, with useless experiences. Well, I think it makes you a less agreeable person. It definitely makes you a less agreeable person. I don't think it makes you a bad person. You're less agreeable. I, I'm, I'm a little bit unwavering. <laughs> but, but something with that same concept that I'm having to learn is mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I'm a very agreeable person. <laughs> I'm very outspoken and nice to a lot of people that probably don't deserve my kindness. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this is a great example. Uh, me and Anthony's experience, experiences with people so that, that we know is completely opposite. They, like, whereas someone would say, ask him a question or make a statement that's kind of offensive, there's, they would never come up to me and go out of their way and ask the same question or the same statement along the same lines. They would make it, how do I say this? They would make it easier to digest. Whereas if they come to you, they're so blunt and direct. And oftentimes I find myself saying, they said that, you know? Well, it comes from like, I've made myself such an approachable person that somebody will say something like that to me. Mm-hmm. And the difference between me of old and me of now is they would have said something like that to me, I would snap off on them. So what I'm trying to get to is me now, I'm, I'm so comfortable with myself and I've gotten to a place where I'm just so calm on a day-to-day basis and nothing really wavers my mood when it's something that someone says to me but the problem is i don't have a balance now like before it was all or nothing explode on them don't say this to me mm-hmm. and i didn't want to be like that because i don't want to have a horrible temper like that and now it's like monk and it's be calm <laughs> it's like now it's like monk mode like be calm just take it whatever it is and then just move on yeah there's no in-between for me now, so that's why a lot of people come up to me and say things that they probably shouldn't say to me, that I just let it go, but that's the thing, it's like, I think I'm too much in that space of trying to be a good person all the time, that I feel like I can't get to the place where I'm like, that wasn't okay, I'm gonna let you know, and I said, because maybe I'm too worried about being an agreeable person, like, you know, I'm not trying to disturb my own peace and I guess not trying to make a situation but I'm trying to get more into the place where I can be more in the middle that's interesting that makes sense it's just you already have this reputation built up and persona yeah that persona 
even if you change it, you're still going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if it's like, he's so different, it's not going to change the way they approach. Whereas for me, it's like, I've always been kind of shut off. Like I said, you know, I'm not, I will tell you, I'm done mid-conversation if you're talking. <laughs> and walk away while you're still talking. So it's just, we're, we're different when it comes to the level at which we're willing to go to be kind of, um, and I'm not doing it to be taken serious. It's, it's just it's literally just, I have no issue letting you know how I feel in that moment or in any moment. Not trying to be disrespectful, but I want you to understand this is who and how I am. I'm not like a negative person, but if I show you anything else, it's a lie. It's a facade. It's not real or authentic. I don't like the idea of that. Do you think there's something we can learn from one another in that? No. In the opposition? You don't think so? Well, I'm probably. <laughs> I was like, yes, there is. I could definitely do that. I could use them. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. I, <laughs> I could definitely use them. But it's not happening. As much as I, as much as I might be like, oh, yeah. I just, I don't have the desire. It's not, yeah. I don't have like this thing in me that says, you know, open up, let them in. It's, yeah. it's more like lock the doors <laughs> and start <Yeah>. barking. Chain <laughs> <laughs> yeah. up the dog. Exactly. I think, um, what I can learn from you is just not being so, not being so like, don't let as many people in. Yeah. And, well, as far as like. It's funny because I see people, <laughs> it's been really good. I see people stare at me and think about approaching me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they want to talk to you? Yeah, like I want to say something and sometimes I'm like. You can't, well, you can walk up and say something to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, then I, but I also, I, I'm not so dumb that I don't acknowledge what, what my personality has created. I, so I, I know why they're not walking up to me. And I can easily walk up and be like, hey, man, what's up? So, you know what I'm saying? I, have, I still have that window of opportunity. So it's not like, it's not like I can't change it. I seriously just feel like if you're so, how <laughs> do I say this? If my presence is kind of like this hassle to figure out, like, is he, is he happy today? Is he okay? Yeah. I'm happy that you see it that way because yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to approach me anyway. It's not crazy though. <laughs> we have two big presents yeah. in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I have like this. <laughs> life of the party, mm -hmm. everybody communicates with me, I know a lot about everybody, I know everybody's name, yeah. um, I know something about everybody, and like, they know things about me, and it's like all this, you know, type of environment, mm -hmm. chill, you know, um, constant communicating, and then you have like that, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, mystery, or like, maybe yeah. that, like, um, I don't know if he hates all of us or if he just doesn't want to be bothered I, 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 but i know the truth but i honestly prefer not to be bothered 